What's up, friends? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. Super happy to have you with us today. Got a fun, jam-packed episode. Get some hot topics rolling in, so we jump right into it. As always, Tim and I start with our good weekend recap, kind of have some fun conversation, chop it up a little bit, catch you up to speed, what's been going on in our lives. Then we dive right into our current events. So, I start with Trump's impeachment, uh, but what does that really mean? So we go through uh, just some of the facts of of what happened and kind of go the ins and outs. Again, we don't get biased with this or anything. We just kind of talk about the event itself. Then I bring up uh, Instagram has started to censor people, uh, one being based on his opinion of diet and something that has worked for him, and he is being censored because of that. Uh, And then my RLE, I'm a little under the weather, so I talk about diet when you're sick. Thought that kind of tied in quite nicely. And a few tips and tricks, how to turn some foods that might not sound as appealing, uh, how to transform those so you can still get some good healthy nutrients, vitamins, minerals, things like that, because you do need calories. Your body is under attack. Then we get down and nerdy with it, as always, with our book talk. I bring up a few chapters in Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. It's all small stuff. Tim, where do you take us today? Yeah, first of all, I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas Eve. I hope you guys have a joyous time with your family. Now I look like uh, the meanie who didn't wish yeah, anyone Christmas. You're, you're not even in the holiday spirit, so God. I had to pick up for your slack. Jeez. It's all good. Uh, so for current events, I talk about how to make small talk. I read an article where they interviewed a doorman who obviously needs to make a living off making small talk. So I give you five actionable items that you can use for your next holiday party, whether you're talking with an employee outside of work, your family who you may or may not like to be around if you if it's small, <laughs> if it's small talk with your family. Any, any person you're trying to make small talk with, we give you some very, very key items on how to make the most out of that conversation. And then also Walmart has been doing some smart things with its stores to help compete with Amazon. Um, they're leveraging 5G, edge computing. They're looking to offer their customers faster deliveries, customer service, and we talk about the specific things they're doing um, to do that and what they're trying to do to compete with Amazon. It's super interesting. You guys will love that part. Um, and then real life experience. I'm stepping out of my comfort zone um, by planning an event for my company. So I will talk about the obstacles I face going into that mentally, how I overcame them, and how you, when you're faced with a similar situation where you're unsure about how to kind of tackle it one by one. Eggnog-infused brownies. Oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> and then in the show on Book Talk, Emotional Intelligence 2.0 by Travis Bradbury, I talk about approaching your next party or social gathering a different way than what you might expect to get more value out of it. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this episode, episode 105, the Christmas Eve episode. How was your weekend, Tim? It was great. It was good. a great weekend. Got sure. some good Christmas shopping done. You and I went to a Christmas party downtown to yeah. celebrate. Yeah, our... did you have a few uh, Chick-fil-A nugs at that Christmas oh, party? Oh, yeah. Because I sure did. Dude, I, I, told you, <laughs> I told you at the party, like when someone caters Chick-fil-A for a party, those nuggets are usually done within the first like 30 minutes, hour. They lasted the entire party. Yeah, it was like a couple hours into it and like over half was still there. I was like, dude, how has no one finished this yet? So, hey, let's just move our conversation over here towards the Chick-fil-A yep. play and let's just eat. Yep. I think you and I talked about business for at least 30 minutes mm-hmm. and had about two to five nugs every minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> over under like 
23 <coughs> nugs for me. Taking the over on that one. Yeah, I started feeling uh feeling like getting sick at that party. That's why mm-hmm. I didn't go out. Yeah. And then I was sick as a dog. I'm still a little nasally, so for the listeners, that's why. Mm-hmm. Um, sick as a dog Saturday, Sunday. They sent me home from work yesterday. I showed up, and I had like a low-grade fever. And they're like, we, we just can't have you around patients. Yeah. And I, I was like, physically, I go, I can push through and work. They're like, we know, man. Like, we appreciate you being a trooper, but you got to go home. Mm-hmm. So, and naturally, we were back-to-back all day. It's like smacked day. And uh, they didn't have a rehab guy, so one of the docs kind of covered for me, which is awesome. We have a great team, but I was like, man, I'm ready to work. Like, yeah. And I've worked there a year and a half. And my first sick day is a day and a half before Christmas break. Mm-hmm. Like, that's some bullshit. I've made it this far. Yeah. A year and a half, not one sick day. That's, cr- that's, that's crazy. It's man. not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. It's because you eat right. I try. You occasionally have one of those days where you just it's not good for you to be around other people. But. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think everything just kind of caught up to me end of the year and started smacking me around a little bit. But... Yeah, great party. Great Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. So, good win by the dogs. Yep. Ooh, God, Rank, that was a good game. Ranked 12 now. Yeah. Went from 18th to 12th. Beat Purdue. Yes. Crossroads Classics. IU beat Notre Dame. Joey Brunk had a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 14 rebounds for the for the Butler transfer. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Butler transfer. <laughs> Unbelievable. Do we know why he transferred? Uh, no, I don't know the full reason, confident enough to say it on here, mm. but... It was definitely it was probably a decision that was best for him and his family. I'd hope so. so. Yeah, I hope so. But uh, so yesterday I went to went to the sauna and tried to sweat out some of my my sickness, and I stopped at the gas station, the BP on Keystone right there, going north, mm-hmm. and packed house. And I pull up behind this guy, try to get to uh, my pump, and the hose is just barely just does not reach my my tank. Oh. And the guy kind of parked like a jag off a little bit. And he sees me start to back up. And he gets my attention. He goes, oh, I'll move up for you. And he's currently pumping gas. So I'm like, oh, maybe this guy's almost done. I feel like shit. But yeah, I can wait. You know, I'll I'll give it a few minutes. I'm already here. While he's pumping gas, he turns his car on, pulls forward, and then stops. While he's pumping gas. I'm like... Are you fucking kidding me? We're going to blow up. We're going to blow up. We're going to die. I was like, I already feel terrible. Might as well go right now, I guess. But you're going to keep pumping gas. Turn on your vehicle. Move forward. Like like it ain't no thing. You know, he probably votes too. <laughs> We're so dumb. Like yeah. that's a dumb issue. I go, and thankfully none of my windows were down, but I'm like, I said to myself, are you kidding me? Like that is ridiculous. Like, I appreciate you wanting to move up, but I can wait for you to finish pumping gas so we all don't die. Yeah. That's like 101. Pumping gas 101. Don't turn your engine on. Yeah, that's dumb. There's been so many... Has this ever happened to you where you're, like, pulling into a gas station trying to find a pump, and you see one open, but you have to, like, go around all the pumps to get to it so you Mm -hmm. can be on your side, Mm -hmm. and then when you go around, someone comes in the other side and steals it? Yep. That's happened. Yep. Like gas stations are just hundred percent, especially the ones that are like really hard to get out of. Where like, or if you have to, you have to like turn left onto a very busy road and you have mm-hmm. to 
nothing worse. Gas than stations that. are cutthroat, man. Yeah. People don't play around. No. You got to get there first. That's uh, there's there's no uh, remorse there. Like people aren't nice at gas stations. Right. They're there to get their gas. They don't care about your gas. Mm-hmm. So, but we made it. Yeah. I'm alive. No burns. There nothing blew up. That's good. So yeah, but I I think the sauna. Well, you know I've always been a super big advocate of the sauna. Mm-hmm. Felt marginally better as soon as I was done. Got about 25 minutes in there. At that point, I started to, I was like, mm, I'm starting to get a little lightheaded-ish. I had my water. I'd splash water on me, but like since the sick, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I just need to ride in here as long as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took a cold shower after and feel a little bit better. Not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. So... Dude, sauna is such a staple. Power move on the sauna. So that was my hope. I was like, all right, can I sweat some of this out? And then hopefully uh, be gone in the next couple of days. But still a little bit hanging around, but nothing like Saturday. Man, Saturday, it kicked my ass. But anything else over the weekend, Tim? Just got a lot of Christmas shopping done. Ooh. Yeah, did that. Clean my house. Okay. Yeah. Whenever... I should be cleaning my house more on like a weekly basis, mm-hmm. but both my roommates are back home in Chicago for the holidays, so I kind of have the whole place to myself. It kind of gives me and time to just like organize everything. Yeah, and like make clean, it how you want. Clean, like wipe down everything, and it's amazing how like the peace of mind that you have after cleaning everything, and everything's where you want it to be. And yeah, if you need anything, you know exactly where to look, and what that does for your your stress levels and. Because it's, it's crazy, man. Like, they say, like, just the small things like that. Like, if your house isn't organized and, like, things aren't where you think they'll be. Because you, if your house is dirty, things are less likely to be where you think they'll be. You have to, like, mm-hmm. spend extra time out of your day to search for things. Sure. And what that does, like, for your stress and, like, your well-being and your level of, like, happiness indirectly that we just don't think about. Mm. Yeah. So. I do feel better when my room is clean, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, our house, my house gets a little, uh, a little further than I'd care for it to. <laughs> yeah, well, we all share the blame to some degree mm-hmm. when you have roommates. Like when you have roommates, <clears throat> it's it's tougher to keep everything. Everybody needs to be on the same page about keeping things clean. Sometimes it's tough to do that when yeah. you have busy schedules. Each of you do, and yeah. But uh, what's going on in the world, Tim? Yeah, so I have two today. The first one is an article I read called How to Make Small Talk. Okay. So this, I can't remember where it was. I'll post a link to it in the show notes. But they interviewed uh, some of the best doormen at this five-star hotel. Ooh, okay. And doormen, like, they make a living off how how to spur small talk. Um, And they gave, like, 10 to 12 tips, but I'm going to go through, like, five or six of them here. Okay. Um, Small things that you can do to make small talk, whether you're, like, we're at the time of year where there's a lot of Christmas parties and you might spend extra time with people in like a, a leisurely setting with your coworkers and it's, it's easy to have just like boring small talk, but mm-hmm. here's some things that you can do to kind of take that small talk to the next level, whether it's at your Christmas party or you're with someone who you may not talk to at length a lot. Um, and the first thing is start the conversation with a compliment. Um, whether that's complimenting someone's hard work, whether that's complimenting some like something they're wearing, um, some uh, one thing like 
drawing from the past, something they've done good in the past that you want to bring up now. Start the conversation with a compliment and somehow build that in because that that gets people to your side and they that makes people feel important and like more inclined to talk to you. So that was the first thing. Uh, the second thing is be willing to navigate into unexpected topics. And that's, this goes with what we've talked about, just going beneath the surface level. Don't just asking like regular surface level questions. Mm-hmm. Those four things, family, occupation, recreation, what they do outside of the work, and then dream, like what, what they want to accomplish, like what are in their dreams. So trying to find like small things, like some people may give you hints into one of these four things as they're talking. So don't be afraid to take it the extra level and ask a question about something that they might speak broadly about in those sure. four topics. Um, and then another thing is grow accustomed to the sound of your own voice. Uh, some people talk about how they're, when they hear a recording of the vo- their voice and the way they talk, they kind of feel embarrassed, which is what I felt at first with this podcast. Going back, <laughs> like, man, I sound dumb. But like, It is weird to listen to yourself talk. But now going back, it, I mean, we've listened to the hundreds of these by now, mm-hmm. like our own voice, and they say like, it's not the choice of words, what you say say to someone in small talk, but how you say them. Mm. So feel very comfortable with the way your voice sounds, even though it it may not feel comfortable at first. But the more you do feel comfortable with it, the more confident and warming you're going to sound off to someone when yeah. you talk to someone. That enhanced delivery. Yeah. Yeah. Like really like change the tone of your voice. Like like that, like things, small things like that make you a very compelling person to talk to. And it's something that I've been working on. Uh, as well uh so another thing is use the exchange as an opportunity to learn something new i've talked about this on this podcast before but someone always knows something that you don't um so find out about what that person person's interested in everyone has that one thing that they just love going and learning about outside of work and spending extra time diving into so find that find that hot button find what that is and and really ask them about that Mm -hmm. does this person like to to build furniture in their spare time does this person like video games which may sound whatever but like video games you, you can learn a lot about strategy from video games yeah. so just find the small things that people like spend a lot of time doing and learn from them um and then one thing that i tried this weekend at the the parties that i went to is uh lock eyes and actively listen to someone i think this kind of gets lost in in a party setting because people like to like look away when they're talking to someone like when the more like intoxicated people feel uh-huh. it, it feels weirder for them to lock eyes with someone and make eye contact not only when they're talking to someone but listening to someone like a, a, i find myself doing it sometimes but when i talk just looking out across the party and like yeah. not looking at them a lot of moving parts yeah so it's easy to kind of be distracted and it's amazing what your intimacy with someone can do, like how good the conversation can be if you just look at them when you're talking to them or looking at them when they're talking to you. Um, and then last thing is just remind yourself that this conversation, whether you may, you should share things about yourself, but always approach it that the conversation is about them because this is a Carnegie tactic. Yep. The, talk to someone about what they're interested in and they'll love talking to you. So that's what I want to end on. That's but. that's interesting that they interviewed doorman. I've been a doorman before. Really? When I was a valet, let's see, summer going into my junior year. Mm-hmm. I valeted because my internship was unpaid. Okay. And so I needed to make money and I was a valet and some nights I would be on the door. Mm. So I would, you know, that's what I did. I would help load and unload luggage and then open the door. Um, so I wasn't running for cars, and we all kind of switched each shift, who did what, but 
there were a few times where I remember there was this one guy, he had cowboy boots, and he came out for a smoke, and it was when I was thinking about getting cowboy boots, I was kind of interested, I was like, oh, I think I think I could pull those off, and I just went up and asked him, I was like, hey man, if you don't not mind me asking, what kind of cowboy boots are those, I'm thinking about getting some soon myself, and uh, I think they were Durango's, but he had customized the top of the boot that goes like up the shin, and they were American flag up there, oh. so he pulled his pants up and showed me that, and then we started talking about that, he worked for Rolls Royce at the time, and so yeah, it's just little things, like to your point, when you say get deeper, you can ask someone what they do for work, but then I like to ask, how did you get into that, or do you like that? Yeah. That will spark an entirely different conversation that they were not expecting to have. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> whoa, he, he asked if I like this. And usually it's, well, not usually, you'll either get, yeah, it's okay. Or like, yeah, I love it. Or, well, I've been doing it for X many years. But it's like that answers the question in and of itself because mm-hmm. you should be excited for what you're doing. Right. And then if not, sometimes I would even probe a little deeper. What's an ideal scenario? Like if you were to do anything that you wanted. What's an ideal scenario look Dr- like? The dream aspect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, being a doorman, it's it's an interesting role. And mm-hmm. uh, if you, one of the biggest things, if you remember people's names and faces and address them by their name, like that whole weekend they're there or that whole few days during the week that they're there and they like know that you remember their name, that goes a long way with people. Oh, yeah. That goes really far with people. So that's one thing I tried to do well was um, remember their names. Because mm-hmm. then they're like, oh, whoa, you remember my name? I'm like, well, yeah, we were talking for five minutes yesterday. Yeah, you make them feel important. Yeah, exactly. So interesting that they interviewed uh, Dorman as that. Mm-hmm. Important role, underappreciated. But like, Dorman is, you know, they're cool cats. Mm-hmm. But And sometimes I wore a cool hat too. Yeah. Whistle over the cabs. Yeah. Yeah, if we needed a if we needed like a van cab, I'd whistle and then hold my hands apart like, you know, a fish this big. Mm-hmm. So then they know we need a big one. Mm-hmm. So it's cool just I never learned to whistle with my two fingers though. That yeah. I was bummed about. I can't even whistle at all, so. No, I'm not a great whistler. But uh or are those your blue light glasses? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. How do you like them? Oh, I love them. I wear them I don't normally wear them in the morning. I wear them in the afternoon when I'm mm-hmm. on my computer cuz that's when the eye strain starts to settle in. Mm-hmm. So I've been wearing like these ones like during the day, um, and then like two or three hours before I go to bed, I wear the like the nighttime ones, the the yeah. orange tinted ones. Have you noticed a difference? I have. Yeah. I feel like, like my eyes aren't sore at the end of every day. Like I feel like I'm less tired at the end of the work day because yeah. my eye, my eyes don't feel as strained. Mm-hmm. Um, they look sharp. They yeah. Look good. I like I like them. And they're stylish, yeah, like yeah, you said. Yeah. So. All right, you got a second current event, huh? Yeah, so I want to talk about Walmart. Um, Walmart is changing with the times. Like, they're obviously, they're a direct competitor with Amazon. And th- I want to cover how they're kind of pivoting their distribution strategy um, and their kind of their operational strategy to compete with that Amazon um, through something called edge computing and 5G. So what it's pretty much doing is leveraging its existing chain of super centers in the United States, which there's a lot of those, um, to gain an edge over Amazon. They're not looking to take down the rival like indirectly, um, but they're trying to 
use these existing stores to offer customers faster deliveries on their products, better customer service, uh, and then more access to goods that can't be ordered online. Um, so one thing they're doing is uh, kind of taking a page out of Josh Owen's book here is they're transforming their warehouse into a processing and shipping center for third-party products. Hmm. Um, so re- like making their space more suitable to being like a better distribution center for other third-party sellers that don't have the capabilities to do that. Like t- taking that off their hands and and using their space to generate more revenue for their com- company, like revenue per square foot, kind of trying to increase that. Um, and then another thing they're doing is converting their stores into a hub that provide like a wider range of services, inclu- including like grocery and product deliveries. They're trying to put hair salons in Walmarts because here's Whoa. here's Walmart's point of view. Like Amazon's doing all this extra stuff, you know, like they're mm-hmm. they're doing like these medical centers. They're doing they're partnering with what is it? Whole Foods is that? The uh, yeah, yeah. So like yeah. they're doing grocery. Like they're they're making their stores like smarter and like better better customer facing. But like Walmart is much more populated across the United States than Amazon is. So if Walmart's thought is if it can do the same things Amazon does, they can compete with them because they're closer to more Americans. Like they said that um, a majority of Americans live within 10 miles of a Walmart. Wow. So if Walmart can can use their stores to to offer these type of things, they're going to be able to compete. Um, another thing they're doing is like edge computing. I, I talked about that. It's like renting out data center processing to local co- customers, autonomous ve- vehicles, and even drones. So just like they're doing with their warehousing to offer like shipping and distribution capabilities, mm-hmm. they're doing the same thing with like data center processing to like bit, like surrounding businesses, like allowing them to, to use that. Um, and then 5G, they're installing 5G antennas on the roofs of their stores, um, which will help be them be more responsive to like delivery services to customers. Like Best Buy is doing this pretty well, like being able to go on to Walmart's website or go on to Best Buy's website, pick out something you want in the store and it be there for you right when you, you get there. So Man. Walmart's using 5G to make that process a lot more streamlined and efficient. So we talk about Amazon a lot on here and we talk about just their threat to uh, like other businesses in the realm. So I just find it interesting that Walmart's pivoting as they should mm-hmm. to compete with them. So I just thought this was super interesting what they're doing. Do you think Walmart will be able to go head to head with Amazon or is Amazon too monstrous? I don't think they'll be able to go head to head against them and be on the same level as them, but to, to prevent the chances of Amazon, like having a monopoly over the market. I think that they, they do like, okay kind of like an oligopoly type of thing like few businesses dominating the market i think walmart wants to position itself to be at the top of that kind of group of, yeah. of customers but Make sure they don't get shoved under right so so are they using drones to deliver stuff too we've talked there's a few businesses using robots or drones to deliver are they dabbling into that that's we've some, heard some people getting into yeah that. that's something that is in like the preliminary stages but yes they eventually want to do that as well so a lot of crazy tech going on. Mm-hmm. And Walmart's huge, to your point. Like, every 10 miles? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, because like, they, they can they can survive just on the availability factor, the fact that they're just everywhere. and Yeah. They can use, they can use that to their, their advantage. 
Yeah, I guess the only thing, like Amazon, they have such a wide selection of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's their big advantage, is, is you can find anything and everything. Yep. You might not find everything you want in a Walmart, and it's like, oh, let me check Amazon. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think they still have a leg up, but good on Walmart. Got to pivot. Got to yeah. pivot to the market. So I'm glad that they're recognizing that they need to do things different. Otherwise, yeah, they will get pushed to the wayside. Mm-hmm. So interesting, man. Because yeah. 5G antennas, I think that's that's game-changing. Yeah. To, to help streamline their uh, deliveries and things and just keep up. Mm-hmm. I think just going to help them keep up. Yeah. Because the volume that Amazon works at is a lot yeah i think in the future like if you look like 100 150 years from now like these stores like walmart and target like they're just going to be like filled with like robots and like i feel like there's going to be like very little people like actually in the store shopping it'll just be an access point for people to just like drive to the store and like go to a window or like Mm. go to like something and just pick up their thing instead of just like waiting for it to come to their their doorstep like people who need stuff like right away yeah and want to go get it yeah that's what i think a lot of the stores are going to be in like 100 years it's just gonna be so interesting could be because like wild. i think in 100 years like just the the people like people are going to be an added expense that don't provide like an, a return on investment and like businesses are just going to be like cutthroat and competing against each other how can we cut costs like mm-hmm. i think that's what's like Maybe it's earlier than 100 years, but in 100 years, it'll definitely be like completely automated. Yeah, I, I don't like. I don't know when we'll see that big transition of replacing bodies mm-hmm. with robots for everything. Yeah. But uh, Fresh Time, the grocery store, Fresh Time is the only grocery store chain that does not have um, your own like checkout. Like, they're the only chain that still has people check out your groceries for you. Oh, really? Yeah, I was talking to one of the cashiers last time I was in there, and somehow it came up. We were talking about the automated checkout where you can self-scan. That's what it is, self-scan. Mm-hmm. And she goes, yeah, Fresh Time is the only store that does not have any of that, where people still do everything for you. Nothing's automated or self-scan. Huh. And I didn't think about it. I was like, hmm. It makes sense. Trying to keep the high touch. Yeah. So we'll see if it works out. Right. But... I don't know. Fresh Time is a pretty quality store, so maybe costs aren't as tight. Yeah. Because they do have higher like quality and, and price things. But mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. So, Tim, Trump is impeached. Have to bring this up. Yes. I saw this literally everywhere. I, th- I mean, p- people were... Everyone's losing their minds. Yeah. It's, it seemed like it. Um, people were like, oh, when's he, when's he going to be out? Yeah. But that's what you want to talk about. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting that they've been working on this for three years. And not that I love everything Trump says or does. Mm-hmm. I didn't love everything Obama says or does. I liked things that they each did and said and disliked things. So it goes both ways. But I wish that we worked as hard as we did on impeaching Trump as we did to find like um, sex traffickers and murderers and rapists like i wish we worked as hard to find those types of people as we have to impeach trump or worked as hard to just find good solutions to other problems in the country Mm -hmm. than just focusing on one person the entire time Mm -hmm. like no he's not great with his words or his twitter um but i i think that this in my opinion just the way i've seen um things and people react 
I think this will do the opposite of what the Democrats wanted it to do mm-hmm. in the sense that I think if they would have just let things be, let it run their natural course, let him tweet what he wants, let him say what he wants, you know, um, there still have been positive things that have been done throughout this administration. But if they just let it be and let it just ride the wave, he probably wouldn't have gotten, well, he probably wouldn't get reelected for sure. Now I think there's a bigger chance because of this. So what I've been reading, uh, the right is super pissed because they believe in the witch hunt. Because as soon as he got elected, the left said, we're going to do anything we can to undo this. And then the left is just super pissed because Trump, he's polarizing. He's not on their side. (laughs) And and he calls them out a lot. So everyone's pissed off. Um but I think that now, so what happened in midterm elections um, is people were super pissed about Trump winning. So a lot more Democrats came out to vote, and uh, that's how they got a lot more seats. And now I think the opposite is going to happen with the presidential election. As I've, I've seen and read that a lot of people on the right are super mad and saying this is all just ridiculous mm-hmm. uh, for what he was impeached for. And I don't know all the technicalities of impeachable offenses. Uh, Clinton was impeached for obstruction of justice and perjury. Mm-hmm. So lied on the stand and obstructed justice. And they impeached Trump for abuse of power and obstruction of Congress, whatever that means. And so now I think the opposite will happen to where I think a lot of Republicans are going to be super mad and come out and try to get him reelected because they think this is all super ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I think the Dems might have shot themselves in the foot with doing this and working so hard to get it done. Um, again, not that I'm super strong either way. I just, this is what I think outside looking in is going to happen. Uh, I've lived around politics for a long time as well. I think this is, this just really turned the tide. And we talked about this the other night. You brought up the good point that now Trump if it gets to that point, can run for a third term. Yeah. Yeah. That's what people didn't think about when doing this. Like, Which I didn't know at the, like, I had to do research on that. Like, leading up to the weeks of him getting impeached, I didn't know that. But I was reading some articles, and that's why I saw him, like, mm -hmm. damn, like, if he really wants to, I mean. Like, if it gets to that point, he can run for a third term. Yeah. People are mad now. We'll have a full-on war if Mm -hmm. that happens. But... The root of the issue is just hatred, right? We're, we're really good at hating each other um, and not doing homework and reading headlines. We read headlines. We read biased information, whether it's Fox or CNN. They're both guilty as can be of it, but we don't do our own homework. And it's easy to hate. It's harder to stand for something a little more polarizing or your own thoughts and beliefs and proving those too. So... I think that's my challenge to anyone and everyone listening is like in 2020, hate less and do more research. Like talk to others with opposing views because you're allowed to do that and not hate one another. We can disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we've moved so far away from having a difference of opinion and thinking that one side's opinion is the law. And if you're not with that, you're the devil. Mm-hmm. And so, and I mean, it's like I said, it's happening on both sides unfortunately, and we we have gotten so far away from having conversations, and we've talked before on the show <coughs> where we just don't have, we don't talk anymore, mm-hmm. 
it, it's it's arguing, it's yelling, and it's no, I'm right, you're wrong. Oh, you're a bigot, you're a sexist and a racist because you voted one way, or you hate America because you voted the other way. Yeah, and that's where we're at. Right. And, and, and so it's just with such a great country we live in, it's a bummer to see it get this bad. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, it's going to be interesting this next year yeah. to see what happens with the election. So. I don't know, man. I, I just, yeah, I think to a certain extent they might have shot themselves in the foot and this might backfire just because mm-hmm. I've been reading a lot of people are super mad about this. So, and I've read the votes. There were on one article, I forget which one, three Democrats voted against and on the other four voted against. Mm. So it's like, what's that tell you? Like, they're probably shunned, you know, and not one Republican voted for impeachment. Um, but I thought it was interesting that people on their own side were not down with this decision. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, interesting to see what's going to happen this next year. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to keep tabs on. I try not to get too involved in this stuff because it's, it's a mess. Right. Like, I – same with me. Like, I, I – who, no matter who our president is, I'm going to support the president. Like, right, I'm going to root that's, for America. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I look at it, too. Like, I mean, America's a business. America's a country with people with feelings. There's a lot of moving parts besides who the president is. Mm-hmm. So I like to really just keep keep up to date on everything else that's going on. Um, the president's the, the leader. So And while, like, Trump has said some things that are questionable, mm. um it's just always important to look at like just the the health and strength of our country, like where we're at, like at all facets of, of everything. So, and I'm always going to root for, for the success and longevity of America. And I always want the stock market to do well. Too. Yeah. Right. Right. It's been doing well the last four years. Um, but yeah. So poverty's down too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I just, to your point. Yeah. Let's root for our country. Like no matter who's in there, I hope the next president, I wish him or her success. Mm-hmm. I hope he or she makes good, sound decisions for the greater good of the country. And I just, I hope we do well. I hope we maintain our solid image uh, that we've created and that we, we help other people. We give people the land and opportunity to create something of, uh, of themselves and, and, and support that again, the American dream, right? So, yeah, I just... Let's root for America. Yeah. No, no matter like who it is, it's just let's hope and pray that they do good things. Yeah. I mean, we could live in China, <coughs> where you're not you're not even allowed to read the books you want to read. Could do that. <laughs> could be there. Yeah, that's not tight. Could be in North Korea, also not mm-hmm. tight. But uh, yeah, God, we live in a great place, man. Yeah. We can do anything we want. So I have another one. Um, I saw, so there's this guy, Dr. Sean Baker, he's an MD, and he is big on the carnivore diet. So he eats nothing but meat. And um, in my mind, I think that's just another type of elimination diet, but he has done really well on it. He's felt good. His markers are really, his blood markers are really healthy. Uh, He's PRing in the gym. I think he's been on this over a year now, maybe a year and a half, but... Uh, he had posts on his Instagram, and Rob Wolf also chimed in on this. But so Sean Baker's 
Instagram has been getting censored because he promotes the carnivore diet. And I saw... When you say censored, what do you mean by that? Like removed for not being truthful information. That's why? Yeah. Yes. And I saw a a tweet from someone, I forget who she was, but uh, asking that his books be removed off the shelves and stuff because if he actually watched Game Changers, he would see that what they're doing is true, that it's all factual-based, that everyone should be on a plant-based diet. And we did our... Game Changers review a couple episodes ago, and I, I recommend people go check that out. But you know, it it's a difference of diet, mm-hmm. and now Instagram has censored his stuff because of a diet. Like really, like now now it's no longer freedom by the creator, but now it's controlled by the provider, which we never want to get into. That's super dangerous. <clears throat> um, where it should be a creative space for people to create things and have freedom to create things. And now they're being, uh, what's what I'm looking for? They're being reduced to what they can and cannot say mm-hmm. because of, a, once again, a difference of opinion. And it's just like, he has a diet that works for him. I don't, I would not do the carnivore diet. I think you need more than that. For some people, it might work just fine. I probably wouldn't ever be 100% plant-based. I think more plants is good, but I'm still going to have meat. And it's like, why not just get censored for that too? Mm-hmm. That's basically what's going on. And I saw that the last couple of days. <clears throat> and uh, it's just, it's so ridiculous and it's scary of what's being controlled and put out and not. Yeah. And it's like over meat. Like, let's get this right. It's over a diet. Yeah. And and he's a, he's a doctor. There are other scientists that have supported this or said, hey, I understand this, but I think you need more too. So people go both ways on the farm on this, and I don't understand why we're now shunning people who, who promote this. So he actually started his own website called Meet Rx, which I thought was super funny, <laughs> uh, to where they can discuss the carnivore diet, they can... Uh, talk about the health markers that he's seen with that. So they can talk all things meat uh, free without censorship at meatrx.com. And I was like, that's really funny. Just the name. I liked it. But And I checked it out. I think it's like a, a membership something or another. But uh, like I said, not that I'm super advocate of the carnivore diet. I think it's just an elimination of, of sorts. But I do like my meat, Tim. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have my steaks on Sundays. Oh, yeah. Like... Nice ribeye or something, mm-hmm. a little New York strip. Yeah, tell me to give that up for life. Not gonna happen. No, tastes too good, it's too juicy. And then put a little scoop of butter on the top after it's done. Let it melt right mm-hmm. over. Oh, God Perfect. bless. A little side of asparagus, potatoes. Oh man. Ooh, baby. Potatoes al gratin. <laughs> al gratin. <laughs> potatoes al gratin. What are those technically? I think they're just cheesy potatoes. Cheesy potatoes usually come in cube form. Hmm. Small cube. Okay. I like cubed potatoes. Yeah. I I, th- I always get them with broccoli. I just eat the broccoli and I I put the fork in the broccoli. I put the fork in the potato and I eat them together. It's the greatest thing ever. You're a wild man. It's great. <laughs> it's great. It's great, man. So yeah, it's just it's a bummer. It's like why can't we just create and leave it be? If yeah. you don't like it, no one's got a gun to your head to follow these people. Like I've. I've noticed that like sometimes people don't 
follow or like what I put out. I don't care. Unfollow me if you don't like it. Yeah. it it's really not for people who don't like it. Yeah. it. It's what I think is good information. Um, but I think we need all types of this uh, information, from plant-based to omnivore to carnivore to paleo-keto. We need all the information Yeah. because food's a maze. And to start restricting uh, the access that people can get and, and knowledge that they can obtain – is is morally wrong to to limit knowledge uh so i strongly disagree zuckerberg get on it dude stop <sighs> fucking up so enough of my meat rant yeah what do you got for our release tim yeah man i have been spending time last couple of weeks uh <coughs> doing something completely outside of my comfort zone and that has been uh coordinating and planning a christmas party for my company Ooh, for our customers slash our residents plus the employees. And I have zero experience <laughs> in event planning. Um, and it's something that as the marketing person for my company, it's, it's something that that person has done every year. Um, and it's something, one of those things where like, it's not really in your job description when you apply for a job, it's not in, in the, in the requirements, but it's something that you got to step up and do uh, for the good of the company. And like, and for your own development. And at first, I was like really like pessimistic about it because I was like, I've never done this before. It's gonna be a lot of extra work. It's gonna take me from my other stuff. Mm -hmm. But going back to, I can't remember who said it, but like one foot in front of the other, doing the doing the small thing. Oh, Ryan Mickler. Yeah, doing the left foot, right foot. Yeah. So and reflecting on it, going back to what he said, that's what I've been doing with this. Like contacting the vendors and sponsors, contacting the suppliers getting the all the supplies from the store for the party, uh, setting up the clubhouse. I spent two hours stapling uh, snowflakes to the ceiling, decorating the oh, place. Geez. So I've been doing like the decorating. I've been doing, I've been baking stuff for it. Like this is all stuff that like I've never done before. You're literally doing everything. Yeah, I have no, like I have no business doing it, but <laughs> it, it's working out well because I focus on each and everything and I, and with, with a good attitude. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, it's just a matter of like whenever you're faced with something you're uncomfortable with doing, like if you put one foot in front of the other and just do one small thing at a time, you don't got to tackle it all at once. Cause I think that's what a lot of people shy away from when they're doing something uncomfortable, uh -huh. uncomfortable. They just try to tackle it all at once. But I mean, you eat an elephant slice by slice. Right. So that's kind of how I've been taking it with it and really focusing hundred percent of my energy on each small thing. And I think that's, and it's tomorrow from two to four, it's Tuesday, two to four. So we're nice. And everything is, is tonight's Monday night and everything's in place. And yeah, um, it's going to take some extra work tomorrow, but I like where things are at. And a week ago I was very stressed out about it and it's just a matter of doing one small thing at a time. And it's something that I'm glad that I ended up doing because it's outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. How is elephant by the way? You said one it's, bite uh, at a time. It's salty, but a little it's, salty. It's, it's good. Is it tough at all? I feel like it's it'd be tender. tough for meat. Yeah, it's tender. Okay, I gotta cook it just right. Yeah. Okay, right on. I'll have to give it a shot. Yeah. Um. And now I know how to hang Christmas lights too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so see can... now, now mom and dad are me like, oh, since you know how to party plan, hey Tim, we could use some lights in the living room here. <laughs> um, how many people is this for? Uh, it's gonna be anywhere between seventy-five. And like 85 90. okay it's pretty pretty good size yeah. if we get to 100 that's that's a success for sure nice extra success what's been the hardest part of planning um, this party probably 
getting in contact with people to sponsor the party. Because mm. um, while they're vendors of our company, they've never really met me before. So getting in touch with them and coordinating that, um, that's probably been the toughest part mm. so far. You're going to be a mover and a shaker now, Tim, for the party planners. <laughs> that's right. And just making sure everything gets ordered on time. And that that's a matter of doing everything earlier. Like, I could have started on this a little earlier, too, because I knew about it at the beginning of the month. But, yeah. yeah. That's I mean, you get it done. Well, yeah. It's cool that, I mean, now we, you have a new skill. Mm-hmm. And who knows what that might go into coordinating in the future, whether it's with this job or your next job or... You know, the podcast or a different business thing mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I need to plan an event. Yeah. Maybe it's not a Christmas party, but now you know how to plan an event. Yeah. It's a valuable skill. And, yeah. And, and the different moving parts that go into it, reaching out to people, what you need, uh, food and things. What have you mm-hmm. been baking? Cookies. Nice. Uh, chocolate chip? Uh, sugar. Beautiful. With M&Ms on them, too. Beautiful. Yeah. And elephant for appetizers. Yep. You already know. Awesome. Awesome. Don't or get in trouble. Order. Elephant outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a bacon-wrapped elephant slice? We also have elephant with caviar on the side. <laughs> They're great on a rich cracker, I'll tell you what. That's right. Right on. Um, no, that's cool, man. I- I'm glad. Yeah, I remember you texted me about that. And you said, this is not what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing here. I should not be planning a party like this. So I'm glad it's kind of come yeah. full circle. and And I'm happy I did it. Yeah, yeah, Very for happy. sure. Yeah, and that's that's a nice thing where now the company, they already saw a lot of value in having you. Now there's even more value because you can do more stuff mm-hmm. to where it's like, oh, man, I got to plan something. Tim knows how to do this. Yeah, Someone can be like, hey, I want I want him on my team. Yep. Like, I want him. So now you're you're more and more the go-to guy, mm-hmm. which is always a good good spot to be. A lot of leverage there. Yeah. But that's good. good. Glad it's working out. Mm-hmm. So since I'm a little sick, I figured my RLE I'd be talk. I would talk about diet. That makes sick, sense when you're sick. Yeah, I know a few things about food once in a while. Um, and something I've been trying to do better the last couple of days is just get some some amount of calories in, because when you're sick, your body is super depleted. It's under attack, right? It it still needs you know it's expending energy and calories. It still needs nutrients, vitamins, minerals, things like that. And, you know, veggies and greens don't always sound good. So you want to start with with eating things that are easily digestible or just simply sound good. Like start there um, because you just need something in mm-hmm. your system. So easiest one, <coughs> uh, soup. That's an easy one. I'll probably do a little tomato soup after we're done here. Uh, but a lot of fluids and water for sure. If you have any electrolyte drink, I don't really resort to Gatorade a whole ton, but I could see maybe using this a little bit, get you a little more sugar, um, some carbs, some elect- electrolytes. Uh, so I, I would, you know, be okay throwing in some Gatorade here when you're sick. <clears throat> but also protein if you can too. So I had a little bit of meatloaf. Uh, protein is the most satiating of the macros. Proteins, fats, and carbs, and so it will it will kind of stick and help you ride out a little bit longer, and so I tried to put a little bit of that down. I also made a um, what I make. It was a gluten free pita, but I made kind of like this garden, this veggie pizza on the pita. So did a little pesto, spinach, orange pepper, onion, some chopped olives, and a little bit of goat cheese, and so 
because like veggies and, and greens didn't really sound appealing when I'm sick. But if I make it in pizza form, cook it, uh, that can help me at least get some. So it, it it's a little more appealing to, to my stomach and, and it, it tastes a little better uh, when I'm sick. So that's how I kind of finagled getting some, some veggies and greens in. So alter things if you need to. Or in your soup, maybe you have some frozen mixed veggies of like, you know, the frozen corn, uh, peas, carrots, and green beans. That in a soup, they taste a lot better in soup, I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. So just finding different ways to kind of hack into the the high quality nutrients the veggies and things like that to help keep your body kind of going and you know a lot of those contain good antioxidants as well and so i I just think you know when you're sick it's kind of like when you know especially football players they need higher calories when their body has taken a lot of abuse you need more calories to recover same thing when you're sick you're taking a lot of abuse so whatever you can do maybe it's a bone broth like i said a soup just something to get you started that feels good, tastes good. Um, yeah, I, I think that's it might sound easy, but sometimes it's like, man, I don't feel like eating anything. What do you have and how can you alter it? Mm-hmm. You know, just raw spinach, you know, veggies are good raw and cooked, but sometimes it just sounds like bleh. <laughs> you know, you don't want spinach. Yeah. You know, a big kale salad sounds like ass when you're sick. Um, so what can you do to spice that up? Like I said, I made a little bit of, uh, I made a little pizza out of a pita bread, um, which kind of got some veggies in. I had meatloaf that, nah, was all right. Um, apple had an apple that tasted pretty good. So some fruit, if fruit sounds good, maybe berries or things. Still pretty light on the system. Um, so yeah, I think just finding different ways to get some amount of calories in and still pretty decent quality calories. Um, if it's got to be fried broccoli over no broccoli, I'll take that. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, I figured that'd be a good one since we are in kind of the cold and flu season. We're in the meat of that, uh, as you can still hear. I am, but on the mend, uh, try to get those small things in. And even a little bit when you're sick will go a long way because, yeah, your body is fighting, so it needs some fuel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I wanted to touch on uh, diet when you're sick. Uh, but, you know, everyone's got their own. Some people say starve a cold, feed a flu. I think nutrients all around, no matter what you're you're getting hit with, I think you need need proper fuel. Mm-hmm. Get some tea in you. Some tea, yes. I do have tea if you want tea afterwards as well. I'll probably do one of those before bed. Tea is so good, dude. Yeah, get that yogi tea in you. Mm-hmm. At Yogi Tea, what about a sponsorship? <laughs> hey, hey, one day. I think I have like six different boxes in my cupboard right now. Really? I have a muscle recovery, and I think an antioxidant, a probiotic. I have a nighttime. Ooh, the nighttime, uh, like a soothing caramel. Ooh, I need to get that one. That's one of my favorite ones. You can take a few after we're done. All right, bet. Yeah, it's a good one. I like right. that. Let's go. That I'll throw a little bit of honey in too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now we're talking. Yeah. Sometimes I'll double up tea bags. Oh, yeah. Because I'm a wild man like that. Yeah. <laughs> Just like mixing your broccoli and potatoes out gratin. <laughs> <laughs> broccoli, potatoes out gratin. 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 All right. Ready to get down and nerdy with it, Tim? Yes, sir. All right. What you got going on today? Uh, so I'm going to talk about a section in the book Emotional Intelligence 2.0. So this book is by Travis Bradbury. That's right. 
I forgot about that. Travis. Yeah, Travis. I've actually messaged him on Twitter before to see if he'd come on the podcast, but haven't got a response back yet. Hmm. Um, but yeah, he wrote an awesome book, Travis Bradbury. He talks about um, emotional intelligence in, from a self-awareness standpoint, from a self-management standpoint, uh, from an interpersonal standpoint about interacting with other people and relationship management. So just being uh, aware of your surroundings when you're in a group of people. And I want to talk about um, the importance of like planning ahead for social gatherings. Um, it's easy. Obviously, we go to parties to have fun um, and become intoxicated to, to a degree. But I think that it's important to add a level of depth to that. Instead of going to a party to just flat out get drunk, mm-hmm. go planning ahead and, and go walking through the door with a plan. Like obviously, go there to have a good time, but. Um, visualize like the people you want to talk to at this party, like kind of know who's going, find out who you want to learn from, who you want to get to know better, um, what you want to learn. And that goes with who you want to talk to and have goals for the party rather than showing up just, just to get hammered. Cause I yeah. feel like, it, like you should go to do that. Like that, that's, that's part, part of the goals of a party, but I think you should, you should walk away with something that made it truly worth your time rather than just having a hangover the next yeah. morning. You can like get having, drunk anywhere. Yeah, you can. But like, I feel like going, walking through the door with a plant, it frees up your mental energy um, and like your brain power and allows you to focus on the present moment a lot better. Like mm. when you're going with goals and like who you talk to and it, it makes a party like much more enjoyable too. Cause like I'm a competitive person. I like to have goals for myself lined out each day. Like, I think it's fun to go to, into a party like, hey, I want to talk to this person tonight. Hey, I really want to get to know this person because we've talked before but haven't reached the service level we want to, and they can teach me a lot. For sure. So, like, going in with, with, with a goal like that, I think, is, is something that makes a party, like, that much more worthwhile to go to. So Now, did you do this this past weekend? I did, yeah. Yeah? Okay. So, what kind of goals did you have? Uh, just certain people I wanted to talk to because okay. there's some people – I don't want to, like, call anybody's name out right now, but, like – I went to this this party where I see this person at the gym a lot and we don't really have like we just say hi to each other like mm-hmm. not our head but we don't really get to have like a, a deep level conversation there because it's usually just like a couple minute conversations and it's just scratches the service level so I went into this party be like hey I really want to talk to this person about like what's going on with their life and and, and, and doing it and, and really spend some quality time with this person because I yeah. see them and like we're aware of each other because we see each other all the time but now let's like really get to know each other now that we're in a setting like this. And that's what I did. And nice. I was able to have a good conversation. So, nice. so yeah. that was successful. Yes. Yes. Good deal. And you I don't like even have to go with a, with a lot of goals either. Like, you don't you don't got to overwhelm yourself, but like go with like a couple, like yeah. even just one, like one to three, I think you should go in with. Yeah. So I like that. Like, Oh, I haven't seen or talked to this person in a long time. Mm-hmm. I should, I should know a little bit more about them. Yeah. Or if they like work in an interesting company, that mm-hmm. you like want to learn more about and learn more about what they do. Like talk to that person who works at that company. Yeah. It's another example. They should know a lot about that company. They should. <laughs> Unless that's they good. I like it. that. I need to still, I still haven't read emotional intelligence. I need to, cause I feel like that's one that I would really enjoy as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um, you would. Travis. It's a quick read. It's a very quick read. Okay. It's, it's very easy to get through. Okay. So, thank you. Like yeah. It. We'll try to get Travis. We'll just be relentless. Mm hmm. Like Christoph Lewis says, be yeah. fucking relentless. Yes. Shout Max. out, Christoph. Shout out. Uh, so <clears throat> off the topics I brought up today, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff came to mind immediately. Okay. And had a few chapters. So chapter 29, become a better listener. 
Um, we need to listen more and less shouting in our forums about news, politics, now nutrition, just like everything. So the loudest people aren't always the smartest. Mm. And I mean, you can you can relay this to presidency as well. Like the loudest is not always being the best or the smartest. But I think now with how polarized everyone is on every little thing, you know, if you're not for, you're against, and if you're against, you're, you're the true enemy. Um, just be a better listener. Listen to why those people think those certain things with whatever kind of topic it is. Because if you actually listen, listen to understand, um, and not just listen to respond or wait to respond, then you get an idea of what's going on in their head. Because they're not like you. We're not like them. Mm. No one is anyone and no one is in anyone else's shoes. So that's where it's, you know, a little less yelling, a little more listening it might turn into a, a healthy conversation. <gasps> oh no. Oh gosh. Like, you know, so like just become a better listener. Mm. Uh, and then chapter thirty, choose your battles wisely. <laughs> and uh, especially with, with things going on in this day and age. You're not going to win every argument, nor do you need to. Um, and, and your attempt to try to do that will do nothing but turn everyone else off. So it's like the more you try to be right all the time, the more you say that your position is the correct one, your decision is what it should be, the more people are going to go against you. Like that's, I mean, we're seeing that right now where you need to choose what you really want to take up in terms of a battle. Like make them count. Um, I've heard people jokingly say in relationships, you know, you need to choose your battles wisely. This is not worth an argument. I'm going to suck this one up and take it. It's all good. Uh, not that you always need to back down from people, but you know, you don't always have to go to war with somebody. Mm-hmm. Like it's not an all out war. Every single time there's a disagreement, mm-hmm. it's a conversation. It's part of life. Yeah. Like get fucking used to it. Yeah. And uh, the goal of those is to not discredit the other person or project why you're right, but you, you want to understand them better. Like, you want to understand their world, the way they view things, and what, like, most of the time, not one person, like, neither person is 100% right. Yeah. Like, s- someone is missing some type of information from the other person that may be useful for them. So, kind of focus on that. Yeah, so. why not go into it and say, all right, what am I not seeing? What am I missing? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and, and because... You know, when you try to prove to that person that you're right, they're wrong, what are they going to do? Thank you every time? Right. No, they're going to start to... It hurts their confidence. Hate you. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. going to stop talking to you. Yeah. Um, so that, it's just, it's a lose-lose. When you wins, you both lose. That's mm-hmm. that's the way it's going. And then uh, last one, chapter 44, understand separate realities. So like I said earlier, not everyone is in your shoes or in our shoes. Uh, no one has the same experiences. Um, so we all have different ways of life, different beliefs, different ideas. Uh, so don't expect everyone to agree with you. If you do, then you're just way too naive and you need to get out more, uh, because people should disagree. Like that's healthy. It is healthy to disagree. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, everyone has their own reality. And like, we always say like, you don't know someone's journey right now. You don't know where in their journey they are they could be in a super dark season or in a light season but you don't know what they're dealing with so it's like don't start assuming or thinking you just rail at this person like they might be going through a tough time so 
everyone's got their own reality. And, and I think we start to get blind that we're all still people. Mm-hmm. Like we're not machines. We're, right. we're, we're humans with mistakes and ideas and opinions. And like, we're just human. So let, let's let it be that and, and learn to coexist a little bit better with each other. So yeah, I, don't sweat the small stuff. It's all small stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, God, that's a good book too. Yeah. Quick read. Yeah. It's great. And like some good shorties in there. Yeah. And like, you know, every chapter is under five pages, but Mm -hmm. smack you in the face with just simplicity. Yeah. So, all right, man, you got anything else for this episode? I'm good for today. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for hanging with us. We appreciate your time and your ear. If you're enjoying the show, please head on over to iTunes at Off The Dome Radio. Leave a five-star rating and review. Then DM us on Instagram at Off The Dome Radio. Giving us your name. Let us know you left a review. Give us a good physical mailing address. People think email sometimes. Physical mailing address like the mail. And we will send you a free laptop sticker on us. Until next time. Thank you very much.